Faith, Hope and Love, episode 355, the second Sunday of Lent, Year C. Like Abraham, can we put our complete and utter trust in God, even when we don't understand the meaning of what might be happening to us at different moments in our lives? Will we trust utterly in Christ and be humble and completely obedient to Him and His vision? Lent is about removing any obstacles to our faith, but also about choosing to let Jesus be the meaning of our lives, the centre of them. Let's walk in the light of the Lord, and just as Jesus is transfigured, may our understanding and perception of who Jesus is be truly transformed. This is Faith, Hope and Love. has spoken, seek his face. It is your face, O Lord, that I seek. Hide not your face from me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. May God's joy and peace be with everyone today, and welcome as we gather to reflect upon Holy Scriptures and the sacraments as we journey along the second Sunday of Lent. Brothers and sisters, let's acknowledge our sins and prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray that God will give us nourishment. O God, who have commanded us to listen to your beloved Son, be pleased, we pray, to nourish us inwardly by your word, that with spiritual sight made pure, 
we may rejoice to behold your glory. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Genesis. The Lord said to Abram, Look toward heaven and count the stars, if you are able to count them. Then he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. Then the Lord said to Abram, I am the Lord who brought you from Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. But Abram said, O Lord God, how am I to know that I shall possess it? The Lord said to him, Bring me a heifer three years old, a female goat three years old, a ram three years old, a turtle dove and a young pigeon. Abram bought the Lord all these and cut them in two, laying each half over against the other. But he did not cut the birds in two. And when the birds of prey came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. As the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and a deep and terrifying darkness descended upon him. When the sun had gone down and it was dark, a smoking firepot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. On that day the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your descendants I give this land, from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates. The Word of the Lord. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my help, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life, before whom shall I shrink? O Lord, hear my voice when I call, have mercy and answer. Of you my heart has spoken, seek his face. It is your face, O Lord, that I seek, hide not your face. Dismiss not your servant in anger. You have been my help. I am sure I shall see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living. Hope in him, hold firm and take heart. Hope in the Lord. The Lord is my light and my salvation. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. 
Brothers and sisters, join in imitating me and observe those who live according to the example you have in us. For many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. I have often told you of them, and now I tell you even with tears. Their end is destruction. Their God is the belly. And their glory is in their shame. Their minds are set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and it is from there that we are expecting a saviour the Lord Jesus Christ. He will transform the body of our humiliation, that it may be conformed to the body of his glory by the power that also enables him to make all things subject to himself. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown stand firm, my beloved, in the Lord, in this way. The Word of the Lord Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. From the shining cloud the Father's voice was heard. This is my beloved Son, hear him. Glory and praise to you. Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus took with him Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking to Jesus. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his exodus, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep, but since they had stayed awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Just as they were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But Peter did not know what he said. While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were terrified as they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud a voice that said, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. And the disciples kept silent and in those days told no one any of the things they had seen. 
the Gospel of the Lord. This weekend's Gospel of the Transfiguration of the Lord is a wonderful reminder that God's glory is all around us, all the time, in the people and events of our daily lives. But it's not always as obvious, clearly not as obvious as the moment that Jesus experienced on that mountaintop, where his face literally shone like light. We've probably all had high point moments in our lives when something extraordinary and very special happens to us. And it's as though the veil between this life and the next is temporarily parted and we glimpse heaven, glory. We gain a sweet taste of God's glory and wonder. And then those moments are gone and we're back to the everyday events of life. But those high point or mountaintop experiences, those moments, they stay with us long afterwards and spur us on, reminding us that God's glory is always present, even in the ordinary. The spiritual writer Thomas Merton puts it this way, Every one of us walks around the streets of this town shining like the sun, if only we knew it. Yes, indeed, if only we realised that. Even in the ordinary, everyday, mundane moments of our lives, with the eyes of faith, we're shining with the glory of God's love abiding in us. The glory and grace of God shines in and around all of his beautiful creation. It's mostly lost under the cover of everyday bustle. St. Augustine, in his writings, describes a fascinating and beautiful moment, which in many ways is like that little taste of heaven, a transfiguration in his own life story. Obviously, nothing we humans can ever experience will be perfectly like Jesus's transfiguration experience, but we have little moments. It happened when St. Augustine and his beloved mother, St. Monica, who prayed constantly for his conversion, and God granted her prayers. And St. Augustine became a great figure of the church. Well, St. Monica and St. Augustine were just talking together as they stayed at a villa at the seaside port of Ostia in Rome. They were in deep discussion, sharing their faith and their hopes. A beautiful spiritual moment, a quiet moment. And then Augustine writes, My mother and I were alone leaning from a window which overlooked the garden in the courtyard of the house where we were staying in Ostia. Our conversations led us to speak of many things. And when we spoke of eternal wisdom, longing for it and straining for it with all our strength, with all the strength of our hearts, for one fleeting instant we reached out and touched it. Then with a sigh, we returned to the sound of our own speech, in which each word had a beginning and an ending, far, far different from your word, O Lord, who abides forever, yet never grows old, and gives new life to all things. What an extraordinary moment, how beautifully described by St. Augustine in his writings called The Confessions. This beautiful little incident is like an echo, just a little glimpse of the glory of the transfigured Christ on the mountain, where Jesus' divinity shines through for an instant in its fullness, and then everything returns to normal and seems as ordinary as it was before. But those who experience it are never really quite the same again, nor should they be. They're profoundly moved to the depth of their being by a deep experience of God's eternal grace and glory.
this glimpse of glory is truly beautiful. God gives us occasionally little glimpses of his glory, a divinity which, by the way, actually surrounds us all the time, but we cannot always see it. Most times we don't recognize God's glory in the midst of ordinary life, and that's natural. If God is not present and active in the ordinary and even the mundane moments of our lives, then it makes no sense. So thank goodness this is precisely where God is found, whether we see it or not. And similarly, and this is so important, the glory of God in Christ was as present and active when he was walking down a dusty path between towns or looking just like any other ordinary traveller. He was shining with pure light, just like on the mountaintop, but he wasn't seen to be, but he still was shining with that glory. It was always with him. This whole transfiguration incident is God's way of saying, look and see this, see this profound experience of God. Now, once you've seen that moment, that moment, now go back to the usual, to the everyday. But remember, this man is the Holy One. He has my complete confidence and blessing. This is my son, God the Son. This glory is in him always, at every moment, even in the ordinary, even in the boring and the tedious moments. He's shining like the sun. And even ultimately, as he suffers and dies on the cross, seeming just like any other common criminal, but look deeper, look beyond that appearance, see the reality, see the glory of God's love shining through, reaching out to save us, to fill us with his love. Another trap that we can fall into, and some people really fall hard for this and they struggle for many years with it, is the trap of equating a good spiritual life with a continuous or fairly regular sense of 25,000 volt epiphanies. That is, people who in their spiritual life keep wanting mountaintop experiences all the time or very frequently. That is not realistic. And it's God's will and God's timing for if and when we ever have those little epiphanies, those little moments of glory. And like St. Peter, we might be tempted to say, as it's all breaking up, let's build three tents, let's stay here, let's keep this going. And of course, Peter doesn't know, as the gospel says, what he's talking about. We can't live at 25,000 volts in our ordinary life. We live our lives, to use the electric uh, analogy, we live our lives very effectively on 240 volts. That's the everyday usage. And it's the same in our spiritual life. We can't go from one huge mountaintop experience to the next. And if we do that, we can lose the fact that God's glory is to be found in the not so obvious. Because Christians are taught time and time again to see the reality beyond the appearances. We must know that God will give us what we need in due time and in ways and times of God's choosing, not our own. We can't demand that our spiritual life follow what we want. We surrender ourselves to God. If we only go looking around for those dramatic mountaintop experiences of spiritual life, or for that matter, if we go around our everyday life looking for endless, extraordinary moments in life, we will miss the countless little moments, the ordinary graces that absolutely fill up even the most ordinary and seemingly unexceptional day. It's so important that we see that. There are also many saints in the life of the church who went years and years 
and I mean even decades, without any exceptional spiritual consolation. But they were deeply close to Christ. Their spiritual life was rich and powerful, but they weren't getting all these mountaintop experiences. Nevertheless, they continued to live the ordinary moments of grace life in exceptional devotion, faith, good works. God is constantly reminding us of what Augustine himself wrote as well, despite that wonderful moment of grace he experienced with his mother, who passed away shortly after that. He also wrote something even more profound. Loving God, you have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. God does not always act in ways according to our expectations. God is in charge. We are humble servants whose eyes are, as the scriptures say, always on the hand of our master, waiting for even the slightest movement, so we might leap up and answer whatever is requested, and at all times to hope in him, hold firm and take heart, hope in the Lord. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray that all people may see the salvation of God. that the Church may continue to proclaim that Jesus is Lord. We pray to the Lord that employers may respect the dignity and rights of employees. We pray to the Lord that those children who are the victims of abuse may be rescued by caring adults. We pray to the Lord that members of our community may reflect in their private lives the faith they profess. We pray to the Lord that those who have died may enter into the eternal kingdom of God especially those for whom we now pray. We pray to the Lord. Shepherd God, 
You feed your flock and gather your lambs. We ask you to listen to our prayers which we make in the name of Jesus the Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. May this sacrifice, O Lord, we pray, cleanse us of our faults and sanctify your faithful in body and mind for the celebration of the Paschal festivities. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For after he had told the disciples of his coming death, on the holy mountain he manifested to them his glory, to show, even by the testimony of the law and the prophets, that the passion leads to the glory of the resurrection. And so with the powers of heaven, we worship you constantly on earth, and before your majesty without end we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread, and, giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, 
he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistants, Ken and Tim, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace.
May this mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit, through your death gave life to the world, free me by this most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments and never let me be parted from you. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all those who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The Blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet, post-communion prayer and reflection.
What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. As we receive these glorious mysteries, we make thanksgiving to you, O Lord, for allowing us, while still on earth, to be partakers even now of the things of heaven. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks, everyone, and may God's grace strengthen you along this Lenten journey. And may the Lord's love surprise you, even in the trials and challenges of this coming week. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing. Bless your faithful, we pray, O Lord, with a blessing that endures forever, and keep them faithful to the gospel of your only begotten Son, so that they may always desire and at last attain that glory whose beauty he showed in his own body to the amazement of his apostles. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord.
Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants from the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009 by the NCC USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Australia. Lenten Hymn, Have Mercy, inspired by Psalm 50, music by Paul W. Kelly, and arranged with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelp, 2020. Production by KER. May God bless and keep you.